Hey peeps, it's me, Christine, and I want to share with you a game-changing product that has improved my sleep and daily health. So let's dive in. You all know through my journey, I have struggled with sleep, being afraid of it, not getting quality sleep, and not being able to regulate my temperature throughout the night. I definitely learned the hard way, but sleep matters big time. It's when your muscles repair, your brain detoxes, and your body can work on cellular renewal. We just can't afford to miss out on an adequate amount of high-quality sleep, which is kind of hard when you have a rare disease. There's not much that I control in this real life, but one of the easiest and most effective ways to get better sleep every single night is through temperature regulation. Studies actually prove cooler temperatures lead to a deeper, more restful sleep, and that insomniacs actually lack this natural drop in core body temperature, which is what keeps them up at night. Personally, I run hot. This means that even if my room is super cold, I wake up in a pool of sweat, uncomfortable, changing my clothes several times throughout the night. It's frustrating for obvious reasons, and this is why I was so relieved to discover this transformative products from Chili. The Cube from Chili Sleep is a system that fits right over the top of your mattress and uses water to control the temperature of your bed, which helps lower your internal temperature and triggers deeper, relaxing sleep. Since water has 30 times more thermal conductivity than air, these systems are a lot more effective than just cranking up the AC. I mean, I keep my house at 65, so it has to be true. Ever since I started using the Cube system, I've noticed I fall asleep a lot faster, sleep deeper, and wake up feeling fully rested. (laughs) Now, my wife is not a polar bear like me and likes to sleep a little bit warmer, so I love that we can each have our own temperatures on either side of the bed. Chili products can range between 55 and 115 degrees. Right now, Chili is offering my audience a really great deal. When you go to chilisleep.com backslash findyourrare20, you get 20% off the Cube All Sleep Systems with Find Your Rare 20. Sleep is something we could all use more of, and we can all take small steps towards getting better sleep to improve our life in big ways. I hope you'll check out the Chili Sleep System and see why I love their product so much. Welcome to the Because We're Strong podcast, where we talk all things rare disease and chronic illness and how to navigate a rare life. Together, we're sitting down every week to get your stories and insight on how you navigate this rare life. You can expect everything real and raw in the hopes that your story along with ours helps another person who is dealing with a similar rare struggle. So grab your favorite drink, a comfy blanket and buckle in because rare disease isn't for the faint of heart. Hey peeps, Teresa here. We are at another episode of Because We're Strong. And today I really wanted to touch on the topic of toxic positivity. That might seem like a pretty weird statement or a pretty weird topic. And it's not a topic that I really knew what it was until I was in the rare disease community. And I have to admit before we go into this that I am someone that was guilty of toxic positivity And if you would have told me about it four years ago, I would have thought you were crazy. Toxic positivity is the excessive and ineffective overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state across all situations. 
It's a process where toxic positivity results in the denial, minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. So basically what that means is finding the positive in everything by minimalizing the struggle and by minimalizing what others are going through. For example, people will say to you when you are speaking of a struggle that you are going through, well, it could be this, or at least your child doesn't have that. That's not helpful. We all are in situations where they could be worse, but that doesn't mean our situation isn't hard. That doesn't mean that you are not allowed to feel how hard that situation is. I think there's a really big misconception in the rare disease community that if you acknowledge your struggle and you acknowledge what's hard and you express that, you're seen as somebody that's doomsday. You're seen as somebody that only sees the negative. And that's not the case. It's you're allowing yourself to feel the human experience and the human experience isn't all rainbows. It's not all perfect. It's not all sunshine. I really wish it was, but it's not. And I really never thought it was a thing until I experienced it myself. And I experienced so much backlash from my own community when it came to the way I was expressing our journey, the way I was expressing the hard parts. It really threw me for a loop. I I couldn't really believe that I was being told that I should feel a certain way or I should only acknowledge certain aspects of my own journey. I mean, no offense, but who is anyone else to tell you how to process what you're going through? Everyone's situation is different in life. Everyone's situation with rare disease is not the same. And to be honest, it's easy to be positive years after living through something and you're on the upside. I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. But if we're in it currently, we're in the trenches. We don't know if or how we're going to come out. So if you find yourself always wanting to be overly positive, maybe it's with good intention, but it really is not helpful. And like I said, I am not going to act like I'm above it. Before I experienced the life I have now, I was that person. I always was trying to make people see the positive. And now I realize that it's not always helpful. People need to be able to feel the hard parts. They need to be able to acknowledge that they are there. There is strength in the struggle, but you cannot have one without the other. You can't come out on the other side being strong without being strong for something. You were strong for that struggle. And if you are going to acknowledge the strength, you should be able to acknowledge the struggle. This is just one of those things that I really wish would change 
in the rare disease community and community just in general. We should not have to feel like we need to censor that part of our journey. We should not need to feel that we need to censor that part of our life. You know, I have talked with so many different families and mothers, and one thing that I hear a lot of them say is that they don't want to appear a certain way. They don't want to appear as if they're looking for sympathy. That is so horrible that that's even a thought in their mind. You are human. You are allowed to feel what you feel. You are allowed to be sad. You are allowed to acknowledge that your situation in whatever moment you're in may suck and it may be awful. Acknowledge that. No one's saying to harp on it, but you're allowed to acknowledge it. It doesn't mean that you're a doomsdayer. It doesn't mean that you're doom and gloom. It doesn't mean that you, you know, portray your situation a certain way. It means you're human. It means that you are strong enough to acknowledge the parts where you don't feel that strength. In my opinion, acknowledging those hard parts, being able to express them, and being able to say, this sucks so bad and I am so upset and I wish it was different. That takes true strength. Thanks for listening to the Because We're Strong podcast. To continue the conversation about rare disease and all the unknowns that come with it, don't forget to subscribe and catch us next week for another episode. To learn more about our stories or how to share yours, visit www.findyourrare.com. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We look forward to connecting and bridging the gap between the struggles of the rare disease community and the rest of the world.